Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Well, well, my friend, it is the end of June. We are halfway through our calendar year. Time has just flown by. I'm not sure where it's gone, although I'm sure I say that every year. But I swear, I feel as though I've just started working and making some progress on my annual goals. And it's time for a six-month check-in. But here in Aotearoa, June also signifies the beginning of a Māori New Year. And it's a special time of the year because it signifies new beginnings and fresh starts with the rise of Matariki, which is a cluster of stars that appears in the night sky in midwinter. And it is definitely midwinter here. The nights are long, the days are short, and there's nothing better to do than curl up with a hot cuppa next to the fire and just enjoy time with family. Traditionally, the Māori New Year begins when the first new moon after Matariki appears in the sky, which can be somewhere between June and July. There's no like specific dates because new moon, the dates for the new moon changes, but it's usually the new moon after Matariki appears in the sky. And in days gone by, this is a time where Māori have stored up their food, so they've put food stores into the cupboards, which has meant that it has freed up time to spend with family and communities And it's when people would get together and share good food, good conversation, ceremony, entertainment, and look forward to the new year ahead. So we are celebrating Matariki here in Aotearoa at the moment. And it's a great time of the year to look for new beginnings, look to the year ahead and make plans. For most of us in business, we plan our years based on a calendar year. So it doesn't matter which time of the year our financial year ends, 
Um, most businesses, I find, like to plan January to December. So June is a good time for us to check in on our progress, to recalibrate and stay on track. Make sure that we're still heading towards those big annual goals that we set for ourselves. Maybe December, January. Me, I like to set mine in January, but you may have set yours in December. So in this episode, I thought it was a good time for us to take a look at what a six-month business review might involve. And of course, you can adapt this to be what you want it to be, but I've created a workbook to accompany this episode, so you've got some baseline things to get started with on your six-month review. You can add to it and put in the other bits and pieces that you might think are relevant for your business. So you can go grab that workbook at sandrajulian.co forward slash six month review. That's the number six month review. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. So if you want to pause this episode now, go grab that workbook and then come back, play and we'll get into it. Okay, now you've got your workbook. The next thing I want you to do is to remove yourself from the space where you usually work. So if you've got a dedicated home office or a dedicated desk where you do your day-to-day work, I'd like you to remove yourself from that space and go and find a different space. It might be just in the lounge, curled up in the afternoon sun, Or it could be sitting out on the porch as the morning sun streams in. But it's quiet. There's just you. There's time for you to reflect and think and bring a sense of calm about what you're about to do. You might even like to go and hire a hotel room for the night. So check in a little bit early spend the afternoon doing this review exercise and then treat yourself with a nice dinner and a hotel room. It's a bit fancy and a bit luxurious but you are worth every moment. So I want you to take yourself away from your day-to-day workspace. All right now we are ready to embark on the first question. The first question in the workbook is what are the wins that you want to celebrate from the last six months? So what have been some of your biggest accomplishments so far this year that you want to acknowledge yourself for? And actually not just the big accomplishments, write down here the micro wins that you've had along the way as well. You may have had a big goal on that list at the beginning of the year and it's still a work in progress. So you can't quite celebrate that you've achieved that goal yet, but you can celebrate the micro achievements that you have made along the way. The thing about being in business and, you know, us entrepreneurs, we actually don't stop and celebrate our wins enough. We don't give ourselves a pat on the back and say, oh, that was good work. We're making good progress. We just take a look at the to-do list and go, oh, 
there's still so much to do and we don't look at what we've already done. So this is a moment to just stop, reflect on what you've achieved in the last six months and I'm sure that list is big. You can also write down here some of the you know, work-life balances that you've achieved in the last six months. So if part of your goals in business is to only work a 40-hour week, because, you know, when we're in business for ourselves, it is easy to just work all the hours and just work in the cracks of time. And before you know it, the hours just clock up and clock up and clock up but we haven't actually taken any time for ourselves. We haven't put our energy into just being present with the kids or being present with the family. Uh, We've been there, but our brain has been elsewhere. So if you have managed to get closer to your ideal of what your work-life balance is, whether that's working 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, it doesn't matter. What matters is that that balance feels right for you and that you're not sacrificing your business for what's going on in your life or you're not sacrificing your personal life because of your business. I want you to really think about what that looks like for you, not just the things that you ticked off on your to-do list, but how your business is serving you and your life. Have you managed to treat yourself over the last six months? So when you've achieved a milestone, have you acknowledged yourself by rewarding yourself with something nice? I want you to think about all of those things too as you are celebrating your wins over the last six months. I know I can get into just writing down what I ticked off my to-do list but not actually reflecting on how my business made me feel, how my business enhanced my life, the things that I got to do because of my business. I actually don't think about those enough. So in this section of the workbook and celebrating your wins, I want you to think about how your business made you feel over the last six months and celebrate that feeling or celebrate the moments that your business made you feel like you were meant to be here. There is no right or wrong way to do the celebration exercise. This is up to you, what you want to write is is a free writing exercise. So whatever comes to your mind during this time of reflection, just write it down. If a page is not enough for you, then start a whole new blank page. But just get down everything that you want to celebrate over the last six months and what has become possible because of your business. You could even just pause this podcast, do that exercise before we carry on. So when you're ready to carry on, we're going to move on to the next page, which is all about reviewing your annual goals. So whether you have one annual goal or whether you have five annual goals, 
this will really depend on how you write your goals at the beginning of the year. For me, I have one annual goal and then I usually have about three or four strategic priorities. You could also call these goals as well. So on this page of your workbook, you get to write down what your goals were. So there's some space in the workbook under goal one to actually write your goal. Then to the right of your goal, I want you to state whether you've achieved that goal, yes or no. So that's a black or white question. And then why or why not that goal has been achieved? So if the goal has been achieved, why was it achieved? What did you do to achieve that goal? What got that goal ticked off in the first six months of this year? What worked and what didn't work in achieving that goal? And then if you haven't achieved that goal yet, you can write down why not. So again, a bit more reflection around you know, it was a 12-month goal, we are halfway towards achieving it, so I feel that we're on track, or the why not could be we got challenged by this scenario or something happened where we had to put this goal on hold, but we're going to pick it up again in another three months, or whatever it is that has helped you achieve the goal, or why you haven't yet achieved that goal. So this is a bit of reflection as well. It's not just a, have I achieved that goal, yes or no. I want you to dive a bit deeper into why or why not that goal has been achieved. And then you do that for all of the goals that you set yourself at the beginning of the year. It would really help if you actually wrote your goal on the worksheet or write the goal in the workbook and I think here you can just write don't stop to analyze it or anything like that I think just ask yourself the question and then write what comes to mind when we're doing these reflective exercises it's really easy to be a bit critical of yourself before you write down the answer to the question I think the best way to get your best answers down onto a piece of paper is to actually just ask the question of yourself and write the first thing that comes to mind. And then just go through the whole worksheet just like that. Don't stop, don't analyze, don't think too hard, just write. Because what happens when we just write is we get our mind's true thoughts. When we stop and we use our head to think too hard about it, what we get down on paper sometimes isn't at the heart of how we feel about it because our hearts and our minds come into play when we are working towards our goals. So we we want a bit of the heart and the mind in play when you're asking yourself this question and when you're making its answer. So when you just write What first comes to mind, it is usually the gut talking. It's what you know to be true, not what you think to be true. And there's a subtle difference between the two of them. So in doing this exercise, don't use your head too much. 
Just go with the first thoughts that come to your mind and write it on that piece of paper. You can come back at a later time. You can analyze what you've written here, especially when you are planning. So during your planning phase, you can come back and look at what you've written during your review and then ask yourself, what will I want to do with this next? But this workbook is just for us to do a review. We're not planning, we're just reviewing. And reviewing requires us to be reflective. So if you can just think about that as you're working your way through the workbook as well, is that we're just reflecting on what's happened over the last six months and we're putting it to paper. We can come back and analyze it later when we get into the planning phase. All right, if you choose to stop this podcast, do that exercise, go do that now. Otherwise, we're going to keep moving on. The next section in your six-month review is to take a look at your key metrics. And this is pure data. So these items relate directly to the growth of your business. And in each of the rows, there's a blank box. And in that blank box, I want you to write your metric. Write your key metric. So your first metric is new leads. How many new leads did you get in the last six months? These could include referrals, consult calls, requests for proposals. How many new leads came into your business? This isn't how many people you got on your email list or how many people subscribed to your newsletter. This is how many people you actively spoke to that then requested a proposal from you. Your next metric is how many new sales invitations have you made? So usually when we're in a agency or a service business, our way of inviting a client to work with us is that we prepare a proposal or a quote and we send that off to our prospective client to review and that's based on the consult call or the discovery call that we've had with them. So the new lead has come into your business, it's either been a referral or they've come through some other means and you've had a discovery call or a consult call with them and that's what we call a new lead. A new sales invitation is when you've actually prepared a proposal or a quote and you've sent it to them, inviting them to work with you. So how many new sales invitations have you made in the last six months? We measure this by how many proposals I've sent in the last six months. And then how many new projects have you had in the last six months? So this is the number of conversions that has actually resulted in new work in your business. Because not all leads result in them requesting a proposal from you. And not all proposals that you send will result in a conversion. So there could be a drop-off during these three phases. So I want you to really take a look at your new leads, your new sales invitations, your proposals, and the actual number of new projects 
Well, these can be called conversions that have happened in the last six months. So you can see at each stage what your conversion rate is. So what is your conversion rate from lead to sales invitation? And then what is your conversion from sales invitation to new client? These are the numbers that you really want to track. And these can be, well, are contributed directly to the growth of your business. The other metric that I like to track here is the growth of your email list. So I want you to include the total number of new subscribers that you've had over the last six months. And I know our email list, you can get subscribes and unsubscribes all in that six months. And I'm saying, let's not make this hard. I calculate this figure simply by getting the number on my email list at the end of December and the number on my email list at the end of June and calculate the difference to be the number of new subscribers in that time period. So don't worry about counting the actual new subscribes and the unsubscribes. We just want to know what the growth is in the last six months. It's probably a better way to say it. So these should be pretty easy. You should be tracking these already in your business. If you are not tracking these in your business or don't have a system to track these in your business, then come talk to me. We really do need to set you up a system whereby you are tracking these ideally on a weekly basis. In my agency, I am tracking these every week in monday.com and every week at our team meeting we are looking at the numbers from the previous week. So when I get to my six monthly review I can go to my monday.com board, look at all the leads, calculate all the new proposals I've sent and the conversions. Super simple. So if you haven't got a system like that then I really encourage you to come talk to me Maybe book yourself in for a VIP day. This is the stuff that I do in my VIP days is help you set up your monday.com systems so you can track these kind of statistics really easily. And the best part is that you don't have to put the numbers in every week. If you've got a team, even a VA, your VA can be putting these numbers into your board every week. All right. Pause the podcast while you go gather that information. Pop that into page four of your workbook. All right, when you are ready to move on, we're going to take a look at your revenue. So we're going to review your revenue. Ultimately, you want to be tracking your profit because we need our businesses to be profitable and profitability doesn't always coincide with the revenue that you generate. You could be generating a million dollars in revenue and only making $10,000 in profit. You could be making a half a million in revenue and still be making $10,000 in profit. So the amount of revenue isn't directly correlated to the profit in your business. So ideally, we want to be tracking your profit, which is why I've laid out this page in the workbook like I have. 
So in order to know what our profitability is, we need a couple of figures. We need to know the revenue that you have generated for each month of the year to date and we need to know the expenses. So we need to know what you've spent in your business per month over the last six months. And we do this month by month because the numbers tell a story. So you can get this from your accounting system. Most accounting systems now will allow you to run a profit and loss report and you'll be able to simply extract these figures. And why I do it in this simplistic form is because a profit and loss statement from your accounting software can be overwhelming because it's got so many numbers in it. There's so many lines, so many figures, so many numbers. It's, you look at it and you're like, I'll do that another day. So that is why this page in your workbook is really simple. So go to your accounting system and drag this data into this spreadsheet. We want to know revenue for each month from January to June. We want to know expenses each month, January to June. And then revenue minus expenses equals profit. And I want you to put your profit. Now we're going to calculate profit before tax. So don't worry about taxes and putting money aside for the tax man and all that hoopla. That will all be worked out at the end of your financial year. But what we want to know here is what is the profitability of your business? And is it consistent? Is it growing? Do you have profitable months and then not profitable months in your agency? Even if you are a freelancer, we want to know what happened that created your profit in each month. Because then when you get to your planning phase, you are going to then be able to plan a lot better month by month by month rather than guessing at your planning. You're going to have some hardcore data because you've reflected and drawn the data from what's happened in the past to help you plan for the future. All right, now you've got the hardcore data right in front of you. You've eliminated all the little itty bitty figures and you've just got some high level good information. Now it's time to reflect on your revenue. It's important to understand what is generating your revenue and then you'll need what you need to focus on and sell more of. There may be some things in your business that are not selling that you just need to put in the drawer and not bring out again. There might be some things that you've just brought into the marketplace and they're going great guns. So you just want to work out how you can sell more of those. So first up on this revenue reflection sheet, I want you to write down what was your best selling product. Ideally, you want to list all of the products and then the revenue generated by each of these products. I've had my accounting system, I use zero. I've had my accounting system designed so I can see really easily what revenue is generated by what product. So in my event agency, I've got the fees that we do for our fee for service. I've got the revenue generated by our registration product. I've got the revenue generated from our event app sales. And then I've got 
other revenue. And these might be license fees or just various pieces of add-on that aren't worth putting a line in my profit and loss statement. So that's why, for me, it's really easy to identify what my revenue is doing per product. And in my agency, those are the three products that we focus on selling. Our fee-for-service, which includes consultancy and execution for our client events, And then the products that we upsell them into is our event app and our registration management. So I can know here whether these products are performing like I expected them to. So I want you to list the products in your agency or list the products in your business that you are selling. Are you selling VIP days? Are you selling a consultancy service? Are you selling an ongoing monthly retainer. So if you are a Facebook ads manager, do you have clients on retainer where you are generating income from retainer, which might be different from just one day consulting? So what are your different products within your business? And reflect on what's sold. And now I want you to do some comparison. I want you to take a look at what was the revenue goal that you set yourself at the beginning of the year. And you probably set an annual revenue goal. So you can just divide that by two. And then I want you to write down your actual revenue that you've generated from the last six months in business. Are you on track to reach your annual revenue goal? Or do things need adjusting? And I want you to do the same for your profit goal. So what was your profit goal for the beginning of the year? And again, you may have set an annual profit goal. Simply divide it by two, put the number in your workbook. And then what is your actual profit year to date? Are you on track? Is it better? Is it worse? Where is it? Now you have these figures When you move into planning for your next quarter or planning for your next six months, you'll know what needs adjusting by just simply seeing these figures. So put those figures in here so you've got a a good snapshot and then you know where you're at. The next activity that I'm going to get you to do is a marketing activity assessment. Because how you market has a direct correlation with your income and your profitability. And because your revenue is directly linked to your marketing activities, that is why we need to assess how you did and what you did in the last six months that will contribute to your next six months. So here you've got one, two, three, four boxes. (laughs) I needed to count them. And in each of these, these are the different phases of your marketing activity. So what are you doing in the attract phase? This phase is where you attract new people to your business, new people that never knew about you before. How are you attracting them to know that you even exist? So this might be some advertising, 
It might be print advertising, might be Facebook advertising, Google. Did you do advertising? Did you do any guest speaking? Were you a guest on somebody else's podcast? What activities did you do in the last six months to attract new people to your business? Next is the engage phase. What did you do to engage with the new audience and how did you engage? So here, this is where we really want to offer a small product. So it could be a free product or a small priced product where you offer the product up, they engage with that product, they exchange that product for their email address and you've added that email address to your email list so you can begin to nurture those new people. But what activities have you done in the last six months to engage with that new audience that you have attracted into your business? I want you to write that down on your worksheet. And then the next phase in your marketing activities is your nurture marketing. So what activities have you done to nurture your audience? So this could be creating regular content. Regular content in the form of a blog or a podcast. It's your social media content. Are you creating content on all of the social media channels or have you got specific channels that you are creating content on? So usually to nurture your audience, you are creating content. That content is establishing your authority and your credibility. So what did you do in the last six months to nurture your audience, to warm them up, ready to buy from you? What have you done to pull them closer to you? And then the last marketing activity is your sales strategy. So what have you done in the last six months to invite people to work with you? Now, if you're in an agency, how many proposals and was it via proposal that you invited people to work with you? The other way that you could invite people to work with you is to invite people to a workshop. Did you host a workshop and at the end of that workshop, you invited people to come and work with you or you invited them to buy into one of your products? So what was your sales strategy in the last six months? What sales strategies did you implement in the last six months to invite people to come work with you. None of this should take you too long. These are just bullet points of exactly what you did. Nothing too deep, nothing too meaningful, just a list of things that you did. It's quite matter of fact, this page of the worksheet anyway. This is just what you did. They're small statements. All right, and now we're ready to move on to the next phase, which is what needs adjustment. So before you move on to this last page of your workbook, I want you to take some time and just reflect back over what you've documented so far in your six-month annual review. You might want to look at your key metrics against your marketing activity. 
if your marketing activities are a little bit scant and there's not a lot there, then highly likely that these are reflected in your key metric review. So your leads are low, your sales invitations are low, the number of new projects you've got in is low because our marketing activity is directly correlated with our key metrics. So what you do in the last three months can be seen in your metrics for your next three months. I hope that makes sense. So take a look at those two pages side by side. Did the numbers marry up? Do they make sense? Because this will then tell you the story of what you will need to do in your next six months if you want to grow the key metrics. So again, this is documenting the past. So when you get to your planning phase, you've got all of the information that will help you create a solid plan. So take some time, take a look back at everything that you've documented so far, what's making sense for you, what are the pictures that are starting to emerge from this information. And use your heart and your head. Don't overanalyze it, but just try and see the pictures that are emerging. Take note of the data Read what you've written and then start to form a picture around it. That sounds really (laughs) fluffy and intangible. But I guarantee you, once you do this, once you allow yourself to reflect and formulate a picture from the data, there is an instinct that kicks in that you will feel like that you just know what you need to do next. So then that brings us to the last page in your workbook. And this is a framework that I love to use in any kind of evaluation. So I use this with my clients when we are evaluating their event, post-event. And I use this every quarter when I do my quarterly planning. It's called the KISS framework. It's keep, improve, stop or start. So again, you can be a bit reflective here. By the time you've looked at all of the previous pages in this workbook, you will have formed a picture. So answering these questions should be relatively easy. And again, don't overthink it. You want to use a good combination of heart and head and just write what comes to mind. So the first question to ask yourself is, what are you keeping? What helped you move forward in the last six months? And just write it down here. What do you need to keep doing in order to keep moving forward? Then into the next question, which is the improve question. How could you do things differently? So the things that you did that you want to keep because they'd be great at helping you keep moving forward in your business, but how could they be improved? How could you do things slightly differently to get a better result, to be more productive, to be more effective, to have a greater impact? What are the things that you could do differently that could help you improve what you do? Then we're moving on to stop. What held you back? What do you need to stop doing because it just didn't work? It felt hard. It held you back. It created more challenges than ease. 
So what are the things that you felt held you back in the last six months and you really just need to drop them? Just stop doing them. Write those down here. And then the last box is what are you going to start? So what should you do next? What are the things that you need to add that is going to create growth for your business or what's going to help you scale your business? And in here, it could be anything from what should I do next might be a new product. What should I do next could be employ a new staff member. What should I do next could be implement a new system. So if you are currently using sticky notes to keep track of all of your client projects, you might want to come book in with me and do a VIP day to get a monday.com workspace sorted for you so you can get rid of all of those sticky notes and put a project plan in place. It will change your life forever, I guarantee you. But that might be just one of the things that you might want to consider. So what do you want to start doing? Don't make this list too big is my warning to you because you don't want to start too many new projects at once. And if you are not stopping something, but you are starting something, you are adding to your workload. So think a little bit about the things that you're going to add. And maybe they aren't new things that you were going to add, but they're like, what should I do next? If I want to hit my goal that I've set myself for the end of the year, then actually what I need to do next is employ a new person. Alrighty. That brings us to the end of your six-month review. This might take you a couple of hours. If you really want to sit and reflect and be reflective about it and give yourself the time and the space to do this work and to make your next six months the best six months so that you can end your year on a high and end your year achieving all of your goals and maybe doing some stuff that you didn't even expect that you would do this year, we need to reflect on where we've been in order to know where we're going. And I can't wait to see what you do with the next six months of the year in order to continue to grow and scale your business and reach your goals and live the life that you set out to live when you started your business. I'm cheering you on every step of the way. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. Or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint-hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and centre every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. 
So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories, and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.